Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I wanted to share with you a message that I had the opportunity to share to a women's group that I believe will bless you. But as I was praying um, for us, I felt like the Lord was putting this message in me for you all called Time of Spiritual Awakening. Like just awakening um, the spirit man in us. And as I was praying, I felt like many of you just have been in a season where you've experienced a lot of loss, hurts, disappointments, right? Things that maybe you didn't expect to come or you were thinking things were going to go look a certain way, but you know, they're not. And maybe you're still in a place where you're waiting. You're, you're, you're still waiting on things that God has spoken, um, whether it's family members or your circumstances. Um, but I really felt like God wanted us to just be awakened, that this is the time for us to continue to walk with vision, right? And sometimes when we're really discouraged, it could be where we just want to give up, you know, the temptation to give up. And there are seasons of stillness, seasons of waiting. But I really feel like this is a season that God wants to put our hands to the plow, you know, and start building his kingdom, that he's, you know, bringing the harvest in. And now we as the workers get to go out there and pour into that. Um, And so, yeah, I just really want, I I pray that this would be a time where you all would be awakened and refreshed by the Holy Spirit and by whatever, you know, word God may bring in your hearts today. But I first wanted to share in Ephesians 3.16, and I've been um, pretty much parked actually in Ephesians these past few weeks, but Ephesians 3.16, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So I love this verse because Paul here is saying, first of all, I pray that out of God's glorious riches, that he may strengthen your inner being or your inner man, right? And like, that's the thing that we need to strengthen is because sometimes it's, you know, our souls or our spirit needs to be awakened. It needs to be refreshed. And many times we can easily look to ourselves to be like, okay, I got to pick myself up. I got to strengthen myself. But we have to realize that that's not our job, right? That's the Lord's job, Jesus. We're called to abide in him. John 15 talks about If, you know, apart from him, we can do nothing. He is the vine and we are the branches. And so we have access to Jesus. We have access to his glorious powers to strengthen us with power through his spirit who lives in us. Right. That's so powerful that we have access to God's power through the Holy Spirit living in us. And it just takes us taking time to tap into that, you know, and asking the Holy Spirit to strengthen us each and every day. Right. To read his word and not to just see it as I always tell people. It can be easy when we read a verse, like we just really know what it means. You know, we know what God's spoken. But I would encourage you ladies to pick up the word and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a fresh revelation as if you're eating fresh bread, right? Like every day God is giving you like fresh warm bread from the oven, <laughs> you know, instead of thinking of like, oh, like I've, I've, I've had this bread so many times. This is a fresh bread, a living word that can really refresh us as we take it in. <coughs> and verse 17 says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. This is so important that we need to take it by faith. Whatever God is speaking to you, the promises that we see in his scripture, we have to take it by faith. Right? We even read throughout um, the New Testament, Jesus says, your faith has healed you. So if it's his, our faith that heals us, it's also our faith 
that allows us to see his power manifested through our lives, right? The strength, things that we can't imagine. Ephesians 3.20 even says um, he, um, he is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine through the power that is at work within us. Again, the same thing, talking about his power at work within us. And all these things is really tapped into faith, right? Believing that we can grab these things, that this is our inheritance as children of God. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Right? And this is such an important principle because we have to understand that, I mean, if we look at the life of Paul, for example, if you read the book of Acts, you see that he's been through so much. Right? Like he's gotten beaten and great things are happening. If you notice when you read in different cities that he's in, people would accept the word, but then he would also have those who would oppose him. So in every season that we walk in, we're going to face both like wins and also trials. And sometimes there may be times where we see it's as if we're seeing more trials and we're not seeing those wins. And that's where we have to continue to persevere and look back. God, you put this in my heart for a purpose. You've placed me in this community for a reason. Um, God's called you to be, you know, a mother or grandmother for a purpose to speak life into your family, too. You know, as I was praying, I was really feeling, too, that some of you guys um, are also experiencing just hardships in the family. You know, but I just feel like the Lord is saying continue to believe in Him, right? To continue to have that faith for your loved ones, for your family members. But it's so important that we don't grow weary in doing good. And God's principle, like, we, we reap what we sow, Right, we reap what we sow, and many times, you know, I I also do um, not, not just ministry, but also business with my husband, and I do a lot of coaching with people starting their businesses and whatnot, or ministries, and many times they get really frustrated when they don't see the results, and I always tell them, "Has God called you to do this? Then trust Him with the process." You know, recently my husband was telling me um, this good analogy that maybe you've heard too somewhere else, but like when you're planting a a, a tree or a flower. You don't like put the seed in and you're like checking every minute or every hour. You know it's going to take time, right? Things take time. People take time. Paul even talks about so many times, be patient when we're discipling others, bearing one another in love. And so there is this aspect of perseverance. You know, that is also one of the, um, the fruit of the Spirit. And Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So I just want to like break up these two verses in Hebrews 1 to 2. It talks about, you know, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, like people... Um, you know, our great forefathers, you know, they're, they're in heaven now, like they, they're, they're watching us. And it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. This is so important because when you think, think about it, uh, like a race, what motivates you to want to win the race? The prize, right? You know, there's a prize. And so that's usually your motivation. So we have to ask ourselves, okay, if Paul is saying, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, that means we're all on a race, right? And so what is the prize? And Paul actually talks about it in Philippians 3. We're going to go back to Hebrews again, but Philippians 3.14, Paul says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. 
That's our ultimate prize. Of course, we have, you know, things that we get to take in in this world, promises that God has for us. But our ultimate prize is heavenward. When we, when we go back and we see Jesus face to face, right? He has special things in store for us, crowns. There's promises that he has. And that's what we have to look forward to is like, Jesus, like, we're, you're coming back, right? And you're coming back and you want to reward us for the things that we do. And so let's continue you know, to build God's kingdom, what does it look like to be loving, to forgive those we need to forgive, right? Like talking about hurt, you know, there, everyone here is probably experiencing different things or has in the past, but we have to understand, you know, don't let the sin that easily entangles, right? Because if we allow even bitterness, um, pain, like all these things that can cause us to slow down, you know, and to stumble, which is what going back to Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 talks about. So let us, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Now, this is so important because it talks about Jesus being two things, the pioneer and perfecter. Pioneer, whenever you think of the word pioneer, it's someone who's starting something, right? So Jesus is the one who's, who, first of all, gave you the faith that you have now. He's the pioneer. He's the, 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 the person who started and deposited that faith in us. And when you look into the Greek word of perfecter, it means finisher, to finish, right? So he's also our, the perfecter of our faith. So he's the one that's going to finish the faith. He's going to be the one that sustains us to the end. And so we have to remember, going back to what I mentioned, it all goes down to looking at Jesus, fixing our eyes at him, right? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And so as we were talking about this theme of spiritual awakening and perseverance, it's, it just goes back down to Jesus. We can read awesome books and, and those help and podcasts, but those things should all be pointing to Jesus because he really is our true strength. And if you're in a place where you're, you may feel like, I don't know if he's enough. I mean, there's been times where I'm like so frustrated and I know I need to go to Jesus, but I'm like not feeling it. But I know by just foundation, no, he always sustains me and refreshes me. And every time I go into the secret place with expectation, he shows up. You know, my husband can tell, like, I'm just like, sometimes a totally different person. But we need to fix our eyes and ask the Lord this, you know, even after today's session, God, what does it mean? And how does it look like in my life to fix my eyes on you? Because it looks practical, like there's a practical aspect to it. Every principle of God, there's something that we can be doing practically. And I just think that this is, it, it just coincides together to run the perse- to run with perseverance and to finish the race well. We need to look to Jesus because he is the one who sustained or g- gave us the faith, sustaining us with faith, and we'll finish that faith off so that when we come and see him, he can say, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. So yes, um, and I wanted to also read into Zechariah. I think this is such a great, um, as we wrap up, um, the, the portion of just this word of encouragement, um, I just really felt led to read Zechariah 4, 1 to 9. So Zechariah was a prophet, and you know during this time, God used Zechariah to encourage um, the people of Israel and Zerubbabel to finish building the temple of God, which is something that Zerubbabel was tasked, but they were facing opposition, right? And they were getting discouraged because like what we're talking about, whatever the opposition will look like, it's meant to discourage us. But God then spoke to Zechariah, something very important for us, I believe, even today. So then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. He asked me, what do you see? Zechariah answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it. 
with seven channels to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bull and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. So this is so crucial because uh, Zechariah sees a vision of a gold lamp stamp two olive trees, and a bull. So if you look into just the history of the tabernacle, the Levites back then were responsible for making sure that the lamps would be burning throughout the whole day. You know, they would have shifts. Um, and the bull there, what they had to do is make sure that oil was constantly poured so that it could burn and bring light. The lamps back then, they didn't use candles like we have now. They would use the oil. So the oil would bring the light to light up the tabernacle. And so the fact that Zechariah, Zechariah saw this vision, and then afterwards God says, not by might nor by my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What he's telling Zechariah is Zerubbabel will be able to do this through the spirit of God, right? And God is the source ultimately who is providing the oil. And it's our job even now to keep that oil burning. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about this later in the workshop um, but I love Matthew 5, Matthew 5, 14 to 16. It says, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill, right? And it talks about how because you are the light of the real world, you're not to be hidden under a bull, but you're to be put out there so that people can see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And we know that the light is Jesus. He is inside of us, right? John talks about Jesus as the light of all mankind. And all of you here are called to be that light. Right. And there may be times where, like I was mentioning, the pain, the obstacles, the disappointments may try to burn down that fire. But allow the Holy Spirit, you know, let, let that fire burn. You know, just as back then the Levites had to keep the lights burning constantly. We also have to keep our lights burning inside of us, because if we aren't, then we can't be the light. Right. It's not it's not like about us or about you or about me, but it's the Holy Spirit living in us. And we have that duty. Right. Just like the Levites to steward that to make sure that the oil is constantly being poured and being burned. So understand that this is so crucial to today. Like the, I really feel like maybe like think back and we're going to do some activities too for you ladies to think about, you know, what are some assignments that God has put in your heart that you've kind of put down that, you know, because of disappointments or just a tough season last year was very tough with COVID, right? Some of you, many, maybe some of you even lost some family members. Maybe there are some things that were kind of put to the side. But I really feel like this is a season where God wants you to pick it back up. Maybe for some of you ladies, God is calling you to intercede. That's also, you know, an assignment and a call. But we have to understand that everything we are to do is to be, you know, by His Spirit. Even Isaiah talks about you've been anointed. You know, we know that it talks about Jesus, but even us, we've been anointed to set captives free, to bind the brokenhearted, um, to set people from darkness into His light. These are things, these are assignments that God has for us. And I really believe that, you know, you ladies here are the group that God has, you know, specific plans. And so be asking God, you know, God, what are some things that you have put in my heart that I've put to the side, right? That maybe you started or maybe you've pondered, but then you're like, I don't know, you know, and you just kind of put it in the backboard. I really believe that now is the time where God wants you to open it up and, and dream big with him, right? Because there's things that God wants you to do to be that light in your family, in your atmosphere. 
there are just assignments that God wants, you know, once again, wants you to to come about and, and be a part of. I pray that you've been blessed by this message, and I love to pray for you all. God, I thank you, Lord, for those who have listened, God, and are listening right now, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just show them, Lord, things, God, that have been discouraging to them, God, things that they have put down, but that you would awaken their spirit, Lord, and that you would strengthen them with courage and faith to pick those things that they put down back up, God, and that they would run with perseverance, God, fixing their eyes on you, knowing that you perfect and finish, God, the mark and the race that you've set before us, God, that you've called us here, Lord, and what you've started in us, you will finish, God. So I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen every person listening, God, those who have been hopeless, those who have been just replaying hopeless thoughts. God, we cast away the spirit of discouragement and we speak and pray upon faith, God, for faith to arise. I pray for those who are listening that you would give them discernment, God, to know, Lord, when they are listening to things that are not of you, that don't come from you, God, that they would say no to those very things and yes to you, God. I pray, Lord, that you would protect their minds protect them, God, that you would give every single one of us, God, the the helmet of salvation, that we would live empowered. So I thank you, Lord, and I just pray in your name. Amen. So I pray that you've been blessed by this message. If you have, don't forget to share. And if you haven't already, please pray and consider partnering with us. Um, You know, even if you've been blessed and you can't commit to something, even a one-time donation brings wonders. It helps us to continue to do what we're doing, to purchase more programs as well, to expand and continue to share the gospel and help others find God real in everyday life. So um, I'm really thankful for each and every one of you guys. Looking forward to continuing this. And if you guys have any prayer requests, you can feel free as well to email us at info at livingrevelations.com. So I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.